Hello and welcome to the 12th episode of the 34 Sports Podcast. Uh, joined again by my co-host, Raptor. Yes, I'm back after the one absence, yes. Um, before we get into it, I just want to talk about a few things. Uh, um, on YouTube, I'm trying to branch out a little bit, so I uh, changed my logo and I'm going to start doing shorter videos about just certain topics. So probably my first one will be Giannis's free agency and stuff like that. And I'm also going to be live streaming the draft. Uh, I think it's the 16th of November, so look out for that. All right, the first this week we're going to talk about the MLB World Series. It's really starting to heat up. It's a 1-1 series right now. L.A. came out pretty hot the first game. They they scored eight runs, and Tampa Bay only had three. And in game two, Tampa Bay bounced back with a 6-4 to four win over the Dodgers. Um, one of the big things that I saw that uh, made Tampa that much better in game two is that one of their star players, Brandon Lowe, played a lot better than he had for a while. It's been... Uh, the whole playoffs have really been a struggle for him. In the regular season, he sh- he hit for um, his batting average was two sixty nine, uh, fourteen homers. It's not that, but it's not as he's more consistent now. He's I mean he's less consistent in the postseason. He's only shot two hundred nine with twelve homers. Which the homers are actually his last game with homers, so it's kind of iffy. But uh, he led them last game. He had two homers. Uh, what did you see out of that game? I, I didn't really watch it, to be fair. I was doing a lot of school stuff. But on the uh, highlights, I was seeing a lot of, like, I think the Rays just realized that, like, they made it here for a reason. And they have to prove it because they went down in game one pretty easily. And I feel like they kind of realize that like well we can't be going down that easy if we're here like we played so hard to get here so we got to play hard to get to our main goal which would be a world series championship right so i mean i think it's i think it's gonna be in 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 my call for like the game length anyway i'm gonna say six or seven now i don't know who's gonna win to be honest yeah we've seen a lot of sevens this this year i mean the the uh championship games for both uh american league and national league went to seven and uh, i don't did anybody blow a big lead i'm trying to think i think that both teams that had the lead kept it unless the braves were up but um i don't know but it, the braves it, were up but to the, braves, the braves blew it a little bit but uh, it was both. They were both good series then, and I, I expect this one to be another good series. Six to but seven. both teams that won, I'd no. Actually, no, no. Never mind. I was gonna say both teams that won should like. I think the Dodgers should have won, which they did, so it's good. But I don't think people expected the Rays to be here, but they are. So. Yeah, they've had a really good play. Another reason the Rays are here and. Uh, He's the rookie, Randy Arolenzo. That's I just slaughtered it, but um, he's been really consistent for them, and um, uh, it's been 12 at-bats since he's had a home run, so I was expecting game three that he'll probably bang one deep. That's actually, he's tied Jer- 
Derek Jeter for the most hits by a rookie in a postseason. So he's going to be big for them this year and in the future. Um, for sure. Another thing that hurt the Dodgers last game was uh, separate. I mean, Alonzo. Another thing that hurt the Dodgers last game was that the pitching just was okay. It wasn't great. And they uh, just couldn't really keep Tampa Bay. I mean, most there was a good amount of, I think three of them were home runs for Tampa Bay. So yeah, they were. It just made it's just minor mistakes throwing just an easy one out there. They just read it better. But I mean, it it's fairly close. Both games have been a battle. I'm well, game one was a pretty pretty much a slaughter for most of it. But it's it's gonna be close. I think the rest of the series. Uh, I think the. Like I said, I think the Rays just realize what's at stake and they're not going to let it. Yeah. Um, a big thing for the Dodgers right now is Corey Sager's been playing at an MVP caliber. He is uh, batting 300, 300 with seven homers. and he's Corey Seager, yeah, he's going. He's playing really good. Yeah, he's, he hit that homer in game two. Even though they lost, he just slammed it. It was gone. I remember that. And he's just been he's playing well in the outfield, too. Well, no, he's... I think he's second baseman. He's he short, is. He's shortstop, right? Because he's in between second Seager. and third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shortstop. But he's he's been playing well for them. And they've got guys like uh, Betts that can just do it all the time. Uh, but I yeah. don't know about Betts. But Bet hasn't. I don't know if Betts has been playing that great. But he's not been playing bad. Well, they obviously. walked him at least once, uh, last on uh, in game two. So they're they're watching him. They're trying to keep him under wraps. But I don't think that'll last forever. My pick to win it, even though I don't know how many games it's gonna take, is the Dodgers. I mean, it's just kind of the favorite, I would think. Well, I mean, their contracts. Uh, MLB's just. I, I'm used to watching the NBA where the contracts are even for most of the teams throughout the league. Their books. Yeah. With the MLB, I mean, Tampa's whole contract is equal to one year of Mookie Betts' salary, so it just, it hurts. It just doesn't, it's hard for sure for these uh, smaller teams to get it done. I mean, it helps when you got like a rookie like uh, Erlo Lorenzo uh, really going off because you know he's on a small contract for at least a little bit, so you'll have him, but. But it's always the I find it's sometimes usually the younger teams who surprise people. Yeah, I mean, because they don't have anything to lose, right? Like they're just playing and hard, so they're just here. And then, like when they make it here, they're like, "Oh, damn!" Well, yeah, I give props to the um, the GM for working out a team this good out of his small amount of money he has to deal with. And being able to compete exactly. against a team that just throw money at people, they don't even have price out there because he sat out. So you, uh, mean, they they don't even have their full squad, and they still got a lot more money out there than Tampa Bay does. But um, game three, I don't know. I'm thinking Sager's gonna go out there and hit two homers. That's my prediction. I think it's tonight. We're recording on Friday. I think they play. Yeah. So I expect Seager to hit two homers tonight. And, Seager. Uh, yeah, Seager. Yeah, you're right. I expect him to hit. Yep, I think 
8 o'clock tonight, 8 8 p.m. Yeah, I expect him to hit it, hit two homers, and expect the Dodgers to win another one. I, that's mine. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I think the Dodgers are going to win. I don't think Seager's going to have a two-homer game. He could, but I think it's just going to be an all-around team effort. But, yeah, I, I don't know who the starting pitcher is, but it could be Kerns. No, he started the first one. Did he? Okay. Well, Every we'll five see. days. We'll see. All right. Let me check. I can check right now who's the starting pitcher. Well, it doesn't. I'll just end it. Walker Bueller and Charlie Morton. Okay. Well, I'll just cut it there. It's no big deal. Um, all right. Up next, um, the NBA has had a lot of just, I mean, it's not free agency yet, but you can already see a lot of pieces being moved into place. They actually today uh, are trying to work out where they can still play Christmas games. They're talking about a December 22nd start, which is, for anybody who went deep in the bubble, is going to be a short um, break, but I think they can do it. And uh, there was a lot of complaining because there was going to be no Christmas games this year because they were going to start, I think, around MLK Day in January. So, um, But I, I always like the Christmas Day games, and the jerseys are always really good. I remember those. Probably my favorite, I wasn't a LeBron fan, but those Miami Heat jerseys were really good back in the day on Christmas. Right here it says M- NBA wanting to start the season on Christmas Day. That would be a good, that's when most people used to check in. I mean, they always wanted to move the season back to so people, because they saw the viewership spike up, but I think that was mainly due to the first part of the season being just um, kind of, People are getting heated up, and people start to hit the rhythm by Christmas. But we'll see how it goes. It's permanently changing now. There's no going back. They are going to run 72 games this year, which um, since everything's changed, it's not as big of a deal. Um, they they talked about going back to 82 the next year, but this year's going to be 72. Um, okay. Some of the big moves that I've seen already – basically falling into places. Derrick Rose is pretty much going to the Lakers for hopefully as a Pistons fan we can get Kuzma. If I see KCP back in a Pistons uniform, I'm gonna not be very happy. I'm you want better, better you get want a Kuz- pick too. I want Kuzma, yeah. I feel like huh. I feel like Kuzma's a twenty point a game guy on another team when he's not playing backup and kinda of focusing up where he knows he's a top player on the team. Yeah, that's true. I wanted him last year at the deadline, but they wouldn't pull, and it didn't really But, happen. like, at the same time, like, I know you want him to pull, but who are they going to trade for Kyle Kuzma from that Derek team? Derrick Rose. Lakers want Derrick Rose. They want a 30-what-year-old Derrick Rose. They want to play for... Derrick Rose 25 minutes, so he breaks. I don't get it either, but they They're should just literally be gonna kill re-signing Rondo, but... They're literally going to kill the guy. What? <laughs> He's been better as of the last couple of years, but just like I won't trust. Um, um, no, but 25 minutes a game is getting to that point of like he's not that he young anymore. That for Detroit, I don't, I didn't see it either. I really, I don't, I don't like it. I mean, they said they were keeping him in Detroit for um, um, as a leader, but I don't see that as a thing. If you can get rid of him and get something out of him, even though he's injury prone, I, I'm down for it. 
Um, speaking of the Pistons, another former Piston, Andre Drummond, is in contract negotiations with Cleveland, and they are uh, telling him to get off his high horse because nobody in their right mind wants to pay him what he thinks he's worth. Nobody's ever going to give him another contract like uh, – he got on his big extension that five year that he's still gonna he he's gonna resign it because he's not gonna get the the money he's got yeah. another year left on it he's not they're gonna have to deal with that because he's not getting away he's not gonna get rid of that um, there is talks that Boston may be interested though and I think that would actually be a good fit for him because he wouldn't be worried about uh, scoring the ball as much which was his main issue in Detroit I was at a game right before he got traded. He got benched at halftime for Wood. It was against the Pelicans. Lonzo actually had a really good game that game. Had a really good game. He had a triple-double. And, um, yeah, but one of the things that really showed me that Drummond was not it and it was time for him to go was he ran four straight pick-and-rolls with D-Rose and bricked three straight layups, and on the fourth time he finally made something. But... They were down by 20 and a half. He was letting Okafor go off on him. And, um, yeah, Okafor had like 25 and 12 that game, which I don't even think he did the whole rest of the season. So, uh, Drummond's a good player, don't get me wrong, but he has a lazy streak on defense, and his offense is inconsistent at times. He can always get you boards, but just like Russell Westbrook, stat padding doesn't always get you everything. Um, so, yeah, I do think Boston would be a good fit though, because his focus would be away from scoring the ball. Um, uh, another former Piston uh, coach, Van Gundy, I don't know how, got a job with New Orleans. Um, well, that's, good that's luck the to Jackson Hayes getting minutes. That's all I got to say, because Van Gundy doesn't like to run any more than eight or nine. He ruined Boban. He didn't ruin Boban, but he, he just let him sit. I mean, good for Boban. He gets to do nothing and get a contract. But um, And when he was in Orlando. I mean, when you're seven, whatever he is, you're going to get a contract. <laughs> well, yeah. And um, he didn't like – he kept uh, in Orlando when he was there with Dwight. He barely played Gortat. And then when Gortat left, he went and uh, started for another team. So if I was New Orleans, I'd be very – I'd – be on him to play the young guys. I don't want to see a guy like Hayes or uh, even like I think he'll play Josh Hart, but like some of the bench guys, I don't want to just see him rot there because I felt like they had a good ten man, ten eleven man rotation this year. Um, I don't really like Van Gundy as a coach. I don't. I think he uh, sometimes he talks too much and he doesn't worry about coaching when he's losing. He's too busy talking to the press like he did in Detroit. He had a losing record in Detroit. So that was a, that's an L for me for New Orleans. But we'll see how it goes. He likes to pick and roll. Alonzo and Zion pick and roll should be pretty good. Um, staying with the Pelicans, I saw a trade for Drew Holiday to the Mavs that I thought was interesting. It included uh, somebody I just mentioned, Boban, um, Jalen Brunson, Jaron Jackson, and two first-round picks for Holiday, which would help um, Luca kind of get get uh, the ball out of his hands more and be able to kind of uh, uh, just work away from uh, having the focus be on him. That would it yeah. would be decent. I think it's a little bit much with two first-rounders, but um, 
I don't think it's a bad deal. Brunson's okay, but he's never going to be like he was in college. He was floppy in college. Anyway, I remember him against Michigan in the championship game. Such a floppy. We got killed by DiVincenzo anyway. So. Um, but, yeah, that wouldn't be a bad trade. I don't ever see it happening. Um, speaking of... You never know. Yeah. Speaking you never know, of, but yeah. Yeah. Other trades I've seen, um, the Rockets are really just, uh, I mean, they're going to have to do something. Um, the GM stepped down, so I don't know how they're doing that, if they've got somebody lined up. I assume they will before the draft. But, um, they have to. Huh. Yeah. I've, well, they got an assistant GM, but that's not something you really want to do. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge for <laughs> Gordon, um, Daniel House, and Chris Clemens in a set, two second rounders. I don't think that's a bad deal. Aldridge would be good. It would give them some inside presence. And you, this this trade would not even require them to get rid of Westbrook or Harden. So that would be interesting. And That'd be a good one for them then. With a new coach, and I've heard Stan Van Gundy's a possibility. Not Stan, uh, Jeff, the one that sits in the box all day and talks about plastic cups so people don't pour stuff on the floor. Uh, possibly being the new uh, Rockets coach. Um, but I, I think they definitely need a big. I've also seen a possibility they want Randall, too. That would be good. Um, yeah. Um, now, the Pacers have also talked about some shakeups. Uh, they hired a coach. They hired Nate um, Bajorkin. Uh, that's probably not how you pronounce it, but he was a Raptors assistant. Um, but I've seen that, uh, they're trying to move Oladipo, which is uh, something I thought that they have needed to do for about three, four months now, and they can't until free agency opens anyway, but, um, Oladipo, his trade value is so low that even, like, teams just don't, don't want to deal for him because he's not the player he once was. We talked about that, I think, on the second podcast, but. Yeah, oh, yeah, we yeah we said that he's not the player he once was at all. Uh, but his value, even the Lakers, uh, they said wouldn't even like Kuzma, Green, and KCP is considered too much, which I think is fairly even if he if he was what he used to be. But the way he is now, I do agree he's not worth that. I think he's they're gonna end up doing like Detroit did with Drummond. I think get a decent role player and probably a second rounder if they wait too long. Maybe they could get a pick on draft night, maybe late first rounder. I don't know. Maybe the Nets would do something, but we'll have to see. I don't know. Do the I'm not even sure if the Nets own their pick because I think the Celtics got three picks. Late. Yeah, I don't think. They yeah. don't own it, so the Nets will not be moving that. Never mind. Another Pacers trade I've seen. I heard I heard a while back that Miles Turner was not very happy in the Pacers and. Um, I've heard that Hayward's on the trading block, so I thought a good trade would be Miles Turner for Hayward. I think their contract matches up pretty good, and it also um, would help. Indiana needs more shooting, uh, and uh, the Celtics need a big. And they Hayward was kind of the. They have man. multiple bigs on their team. Well, yeah, but they don't have like an elite like both sides of the ball. I mean, Tice is mostly defensive. He's got layups, but Turner has the ability to stretch the floor and run the pick and roll with Kemba. And um, I would rather have Turner as to the Jumman trade, but we'll see what they do. 
um, if Turner's even open. I've seen, I saw it a while back, but I don't know if it's still in play that he wants to be gone. Um, another coaching hire is the Clippers hired Ty Lue. We'll see how this goes. Ty Lue will finally get to show himself outside of LeBron's shadow. So um, uh, we'll actually get to see what kind of a coach he is. Uh, more in depth. I mean, he's you're still gonna see part of it when he's with LeBron, but now you have uh, he'll be able to show it more. Um, Derek Jones Jr. has been picking up some uh, some headlines. Yeah, Detroit, uh, Chicago, and uh, Atlanta are all trying to vie for him. I think he will leave Miami because he didn't really get much play time in the playoffs. Got the occasional bench uh, minutes, but uh, on these teams, he could definitely start for. So I assume he'll leave and get a bigger contract. Um, yeah. I think. Um, is that everything? Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it for right now. That I mean, we're not even to free agency yet, and there's all this talk. So. Uh, Oh, one more thing. The Raptors could play in Louisville. That's the thing I missed. Um, they, um, if, like the Blue Jays, they aren't able to play in Toronto because of the border dispute, not border disputes, but border issues because of the virus, um, they might play in Louisville in uh, Yum Center, which is where the Louisville Cardinals college basketball team plays. So that would be interesting. It'll give the NBA a chance to see how the Louisville market is in the sway because uh, if they want to bring a team like Seattle back, they're probably going to want to even out numbers unless they just get rid of conferences entirely. Yeah. So I I don't know because they're probably bringing Vegas too, so they might not have to worry about Louisville, but it's always nice to see if there's other spots that could hold uh, enough people to come watch the games and spread the – spread the NBA out. I think the uh, middle of the South is kind of a, uh, just, well, the North, like Tennessee, and um, even though Tennessee's got the um, Grizzlies, but that's on the edge, it's more close to actually Missouri. I think uh, that area could really use a team, especially with uh, Cincinnati's actually a fairly large city, and Louisville's pretty close, so you would catch both of those. I think it would be good for the NBA to see how it goes. But, yeah, that's pretty much it at the moment. A uh, lot of movement, a lot of just talk, but we won't see anything till at least draft night when free agency opens. So uh, I'm, th I'm thinking that it's going to be a good free agency if yeah. I had to guess. Yeah, I think uh, some teams are going to tune it up and see, um, get those pieces they need, and I think the Rockets should be able to – with the pieces at least uh, stay competitive and possibly not even move Westbrook or Harden and try to see what they can do there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Okay, we're going to move on to NFL MVP. I'm, I'm going to just keep doing this. I like doing this every week, seeing it's it's a telltale sign to see how the league's going because most of these guys are in their teams are in the running for the championship anyway. But uh, I'm going to start from five and go to one like I do. Um, at five, we've got Lamar Jackson. Um, he's uh, he's at 1,135 passing yards, 10 passing TDs. He's done two interceptions, and he's rushed for 
346 yards and two he's had two rushing touchdowns now this is not really the Lamar we saw last year it's kind of disappointing honestly I was looking forward to possibly watching some Ravens games but with the way that they're playing it's not as they're not even the same offense as they were last year they're still you can still see it but it's not like clicking on all cylinders well, I mean, when you run through teams last year, they're going to make adjustments. That's why yeah, Lamar isn't good. Yeah, the adjustments are big. Um, a thing that I saw this a couple of days, it came out that they added Des Bryant to their practice squad. So we'll have to see where that goes. I don't know because it's been a while since he played. So uh, they'll test him out in the practice squad. He may never even see another start, another game again. Uh in the big leagues, but uh, that could help the Ravens. Um, now at four, we've got a newcomer, four and three actually, but number four is uh, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, last week he was unranked, but with that major win on Thursday night over the Bills, um, I, I don't, Josh Allen got knocked off the board too, but that really tanked Josh Allen and made Tannehill look that much better. On the season, he has. Um, 1,368 passing yards, 13 passing TDs, only two interceptions. It's basically a 70% completion rate, 113 passer rating. And he, he just plays so well in Mike Vable's system down there in Tennessee. And Tennessee just looks unstoppable. And, uh, yeah, I mean, without him, uh, he, he does his part. But at number three, Derrick Henry has just moved into the MVP talk because he basically ended who was a cornerback that he, I'm trying to think who it was. Cornerback of who though? What team? It was the uh, Bills. He just pushed him. He just trucked him. I'm trying to think who that was, but maybe I'll think of it. But what he what he has done this season is 123 rushes for 588 yards, six rushing TDs, which I'm surprised he doesn't have more rushing TDs. 4.8 yards a carry, and uh, eight uh, catches for eight yards on offense. That's not really that big of a deal. But he is – I don't know if this is a record, but he's ran for 200 yards rushing in three consecutive games. He is more or less unstoppable. And I, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I'll talk about it in the game of the week, but they played uh, – they play the Steelers this week, and the Steelers' defense is good, but is it good enough to stop Henry? Uh, I I think he will uh, keep moving up this MVP ladder. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't. Um, uh, he might he might go for it this season. Honestly, it'd be interesting to see a running back get it. But um, it's usually a quarterback award. Um, uh, but yeah, at number two we've got Mahomes. He moved up two spots from last week. He had sixteen hundred and ninety nine yards on the season, fifteen passing TDs. He's only thrown one interception. He has sixty five point eight completion, hundred ten passing yards. Uh hundred and ten um what is that? No uh two rushing TDs. Mahomes has played okay this season. I'm surprised he's this high because I just think the Chiefs running game has kind of taken away from his ability to shine somewhat, even though when he has to, he can still drop it off to Kelsey or any of the guys. 
the Chiefs are just so well-rounded. It's like, um, like I said with Davis and LeBron with the regular season MVP award that they, um, it's hard to decide between the two because they take away from each other. But um, either way, Mahomes has still showed himself as just, I mean, 1,699 passing yards. I think that's number one in the league. Yeah. But um, he just does what he does. That's why he got the biggest QB contract of all time. Um, and at number one, Russell Wilson's had his grip on this spot for weeks now. He, um, they almost blew it against Minnesota last week, but they, um, coming out of the third, they scored three straight touchdowns to come back. So, um, yeah, he's just showing he can do it all. Uh, 1,500 yards uh, passing, 19 passing touchdowns, three interceptions, a 72, basically 73% completion rate, 129 passer rating. And this is on top. They're still winning games, even though their defense – is allowing 471 yards a game, and they're still winning games because he's just doing so well on offense. I don't see. Uh, I don't. I. I like the Seahawks a lot, but if their defense is playing that well, I don't think they're gonna go deep in the postseason if they keep that up. Jamal Adams hasn't played in three games. I don't know what that's about. But uh, the Seahawks could be in trouble if uh, Russell Wilson can't keep up this pace, and which I, he very well could this year. But still, that defense is not—I mean, it's not as bad as the Cowboys' defense. Right now, yeah. but it's not good. So yeah, I think I—I I expect Derrick Henry to keep moving up this list, unless this, unless uh, the Steelers manage to slow him down at all this week. Uh, on Sunday, we'll have to see. I'm going to watch that game because that seems like uh, it's going to be just a, a battle. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Russell Wilson's got a pretty good hold on that uh, MVP right now. We'll see if it changes. Um, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I'm, instead of talking about games that already happened, I'm just going to talk about uh, – my games, I think, that'll be interesting to watch for various reasons. Um, my first game for this, I mean, it's not going to be exactly prime time. It will for Ohio. It's a battle of Ohio, Browns versus Bengals. But I think it'll be interesting to see if the Browns uh, can actually play. They got absolutely roasted by the Steelers last week. Uh, so we'll see if they bounce back against the Bengals. Um, another thing that helps uh, the Browns is that Joe Mixon won't play, and that's a big part of the Bengals' offense, what little they have. And uh, we'll see if the line can keep Burrow from getting hit, but um, that's going to be an issue with uh, Miles Garrett there. So, so. But if Burrow, Burrow might be able to show himself here because the Browns have showed at times that they can be weak, even though they are 4-2. and two. Um, another game. Wait, they have a positive record? Yeah, they actually do. But two games they've that lost. Is yeah, it, they've looked okay. But the games they've lost have been just slaughters. They've been just getting torched uh, when they lose. So that's not always... They, I mean, they'll make the playoffs, but I think they'll be an easy first round out if they make the playoffs. That's still up in the yeah. air. Um, another game that I think is interesting this week is the Panthers at Saints. 
Uh, the Saints. The Saints that easily. Go ahead. The Saints are gonna win that easily. No, they're not. Have you have you watched that much this year of the Saints? They're not bad. I mean, like they're not like the same they were last year. Like I know that. Well, the key to that for me is that Michael Thomas has been having issues with the wide receivers court, that wide receivers uh, coaches and the main coach uh, too. And also, they don't have Emmanuel Sanders this week either. He's out. And Breeze has been having a lot of issues throwing long. That's why Kamara's been eating so much is because they're throwing to Kamara. But Breeze has been – sometimes they're almost making – they almost want him to throw it deep. They're leaving it so he might throw it deep because his arm is going, which is unfortunate because Breeze is a great player, but – it may be coming to the end for Breeze. And uh, the Panthers have had a uh, few games against um, decent, like, mid-tier teams that are that uh, can that have won some games but uh, lost some close ones. Um, they they beat the Cards. They beat the Chargers. Let a, not, the Chargers, I know a lot of people are probably thinking the Chargers are kind of iffy, but... In every game that the Chargers have played, they've been within, like, a touchdown of winning. Uh, Herbert's really showing himself as being fairly – he might be the next great QB, and uh, that's going to be a thing for the Dolphins that they took uh, two over Herbert in the long run, but that's a conversation for another day. But, um, yeah, but the Panthers were also close on the Bears, too, and the Bears have been really good this year. Uh, their defense is good. Uh, but I think it's going to be close. I think the Saints can pull it out. But if they don't, if they don't um, keep it together and play their game, they might lose because they almost lost to the Chargers, and the Panthers have beat the Chargers. So um, yeah, another game that I think is going to be interesting is the Seahawks versus the Cardinals. But um, the Seahawks are winning that night. Murray's been playing pretty damn good, I will say that. Yes, but Russell Wilson is number one in the MVP, so... It depends uh, on how D-Hop plays that game. And, like, yeah, like a Russell Wilson's top. This is Seahawks need to win this game because if they don't win, it's not going to look very good because, like I said, cards are a mid-tier team, which is... I didn't even expect them to be there this season. Um, but they got there. Murray had a very big jump year, uh, and he's really showing himself as maybe... I don't know. For me, him and Lamar Jackson have played fairly close this year, and it's sad to say because Lamar has not played up to what he should be playing at. But um, Kyler Murray actually looks like he has a better arm and can run a lot like Lamar. Not quite the Jukes, but he can run the ball for sure. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. Um uh, my big game of the week is the Rams versus the Bears. The Rams are four and two, and the Bears are five and one. Both of those defenses, you got Khalil Mack on the one side, and you got Aaron Darnold on the other side. One big difference for me, and why I think the Rams will put the Bears down. The Bears have been a lucky team lately, is because I think Goff will outthrow Foles. Uh, so I think um, you end up seeing. Um, a really good game out of Jared Goff, and I think the Rams will win. And I think Ramsey's going to be an issue uh, for the Bears because uh, the receivers have been iffy at times. Uh, but that would be my game if you guys are able to watch Monday Night Football, uh, Rams and Bears. 
Um, big thing coming up. Oh, hey, I was just looking at the stats. I did not realize the Steelers are going off. Jeez. Yeah, the Steelers are. Oh, I need to talk about that. How did I not put that down? Um, one of the big another big game of the week is uh, this undefeated Steelers Titans. It's gonna be a really really good game. It's gonna be a bloodbath. My picks. The Steelers, I think, will get will do it. And it's not because I think the offense is going to be exactly better, but it's going to be the defense that has the ability to slow Derrick Henry down like the Chiefs did like the Chiefs did last year in their run to um, Super Bowl champions. Um, but, yeah, yeah, you're going to be able to stop them uh, in the run. So it should be interesting. Uh, but who knows? Derrick Henry has been on an absolute tear, so it may not matter. But I do that's that Steelers defense is insane. Right now they're probably I don't know the Bears have been good, but I honestly think the Steelers got one of them. Bears are five and one apparently. I didn't well, even know that. Yeah, they've been getting lucky quite a bit. But I think the Steelers defense is probably tops in the league. I don't know. I, right now I can't think of one better. The Ravens D line is pretty good, but other than that, uh, all around I think that they got Mika Fitzpatrick and guys like that. Mika's been having kind of a down year, though, but it's still in that defense is just solid. Um, and uh, Ben Roethlisberger is back. Um, they've just been playing very well, and that's going to be a big game. Whoever comes out of that is really going to – they're going to be talking about it all week on Sports Talk. So that's your big game. I think that's Sunday night. Um, yeah, I think it's Sunday night football, yeah. Um, a big thing coming out of uh, the NFL just uh, talking about free agents is Antonio Brown's suspension is up after week eight, and there's a lot of teams, well, I wouldn't say a lot, but there's four to five teams vying to get him on the roster. One of that being, and the most notable, is the Seahawks to add to their receiver core, which is already doing fairly solid with Lockett and DK Metcalf. Um, but... Like I said before, the Seahawks defense has given up a lot of points. So I think they're just saying, well, let's overload the offense so we can just outscore them. And that could be true. And um, Antonio Brown has talent. It's just if he can keep his mental solid enough to play. Um, yeah, that's the thing about him. He's a good player, but he just can't stay in the zone, it seems like. I don't know. Yeah, Tomlin, I respect Tomlin and Pittsburgh for keeping him uh focus for so long he finally blew up on him but hey they did fairly well with him for a while but yeah that'll be interesting the buccaneers have also talked about sending him give brady another weapon so uh we'll see what he decides i'll be more willing to bet it's uh seahawks so yeah uh now it's time for uh my favorite part of the week i guess um the lions den um I don't know if I felt good or bad about last week because I'm really wanting Matt Patricia to get fired. And because they win, they won now, it's going to be like iffy for the stupid owners, the Fords, to sit in their stupid house and just watch the team rot in front of their face. Um, but, yeah, they, they had a really good game. And it uh, they just tore to Jaguars. They're just tanking anyway. So it was a 
think it was like 34 to 14 or something. I'm not sure. It was somewhere around there. It was a pretty brutal beatdown, but it's not like the Jags tried that hard. So it doesn't show a whole lot. Um, I think, uh, unfortunately, Patricia's going to keep his job because we played uh, Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. And I, they're trash. I don't expect much out of the Falcons. And they don't have Julio or uh, Calvin Ridley. So they're basically, I don't see Todd Gurley. Maybe Todd Gurley will go off. Who knows? But um, if we lose to Atlanta, I probably, I don't know how many more of this Lions Den thing I'll do if we lose to Atlanta. But uh, if we do lose to Atlanta, maybe Matt Patricia will get fired. So that's always a plus. Um, but yeah. You got any comments? The only thing I could say is one thing we forgot to mention is Dak Prescott's ankle facing the other way. Well, I talked about that last week. I said I felt really bad about that. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Yeah, that was the whole thing. But, yeah, I ho- Dak seemed to – he had a good surgery. Yeah, and, he's recovering. Uh, I'll talk about it now. The Cowboys looked absolutely horrendous last week. Their defense was bad, but then Dalton was just doing nothing. Um. He he couldn't get anything going. Uh, Zeke Elliott couldn't get anything going on the run. And all I got to say is um, they need to pay Dak because even if he's half of what he used to be, if he's still got the arm and can stay in the pocket, he's going to be better than anything they're going to get unless they somehow, if they're bad enough and get Trevor Lawrence, would be the only thing I can think of. Or maybe even trade for Ryan Fitzpatrick to kind of save the season, I've heard talks of that because they just benched Fitzpatrick for Tua down in Miami. But, yeah, the Dallas, I hope Dak comes back and I hope they pay him the money that he was going to get originally. I'm afraid they won't because uh, Jerry Jones likes his money a lot. He's very he's very cheap. And I know Mike McCarthy hasn't learned anything from when he came back last time. Mike McCarthy was a horrible pick for coach. That's going to be interesting to see how Dallas can bounce back for the rest of the season, whether it needs to come from a move, like I said, or if they need to figure if they can figure it out. Um, but, um, yeah, I hope Dak gets better. Uh, I think that's where we're, we're going to call it this week. I don't have anything else to say. You got anything else to say, Raptor? I can't really think of anything else at this moment. Not really, honestly. I, think I really went through most of it. Oh, thank you for the NBA, it. and it's kind of small. But Amari, Amari Stodd, oh, my. I forgot. I was going to mention it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only other thing I could. Like, yeah, Amari Stoudemire, Nash and Stoudemire pairing up again to help coach the Nets. Um, but other than that, that's like. Maybe I'll like, talk yeah. about that next week, but that Nets team could be. Could be pretty good next year, but I guess I don't know what to call it anymore. Could be this year in December, but yeah, I think we're kind of yeah, I think we're kind of rambling at this point. So I'm gonna call it this week. Uh, Thank you all for for listening to another podcast. Expect a video out of Giannis uh, where he's gonna go. If not, another video or something else this week. I'm gonna try to get the YouTube going. So if you listen to our podcast platform. You might want to go check out the YouTube. It's not the 34 Sports Podcast anymore. I changed it to 34 Sports Talk. But this will still be the 34 Sports Podcast for, uh, I mean, as long as I do it. So, yeah, thank you guys for watching. We're done with another one. If you're on, 
If you're on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. Please comment. Nobody comments, and I just want something. I want to get talking in the comments. But, um, yeah, if you want to, I mean, I mean, it is what it is. I'm going to keep doing it either way. Uh, so, uh, thank you for listening if you're on a podcast platform, and we will be back next week. Yes, sir.